Hello and welcome to The Aside, a podcast for drama teachers and students. I'm Nick Waxman and today we are going to be giving you one of 50 Mama interviews. These interviews have been conducted by Drama Victoria over the last two years to celebrate their 50th birthday. These 50 interviews are 50 conversations with 50 legends of the Victoria drama teaching game. So sit back, relax and enjoy a slightly longer than usual version of The Aside. Please note that the audio quality varies depending on where the interview was recorded. Hello and welcome and here we are with interview number 32. Phil Norman, thank you very much for coming for our Mama project. Uh, We'll start off with how, when and why you became a drummer educator. Well, can I firstly say thank you for inviting me. (laughs) Um, And how, when and why. Talk to us about the heady days of, in, well, it, of Rusden. Oh, it goes back before oh, that. Oh, wow, of course. I think the, um, the first inkling I had of an interest in the arts in particular was at school in performance. So I loved acting. And uh, the school I was at was, was not necessarily... Of, of its time, it didn't necessarily promote drama except in an extracurricular form. So there was no drama in the timetable itself, but I loved performing. And um, that meant that we're talking in the when, uh, 60s, mm-hmm. and then into the, the early 70s. So it was an acting interest. And I got to the end of my secondary education and didn't really know necessarily what I wanted to do, but I wanted to do something in involving the arts. And so I applied to both Swinburne Film and Television and to Rusden, Drama and Dance, and Film and TV. Actually, it wasn't dance at that stage, it was Drama and Film and Television. And the funny thing was I got accepted to both. So that then created that situation of, all right, I need to, to make a decision. The decision was Rusden, and partly that was driven by a thought that, and this allayed the fears of the parents at the time, that I intended to be an actor. That was my, my goal, was to pursue acting. But by doing a Bachelor of Education degree <laughs> course, it then meant I could fall back on teaching if I absolutely <laughs> had to. You know, if, if, if worse things happened and I wasn't an employed actor, then all right, I could, I could get a job in a school. The funny thing was, having that intention, uh, and that was uh, in the early 70s, as I said, by second year, second year was 75, I started working with kids in what was then an elective, I think, Saturday morning children's workshops. So we got credit as part of our course, but I started working with kids. And what a revelation that was. And that sealed my fate. Basically from that point on, while I completed my Bachelor of Ed in education and loved all the dramatic work that I did and the performing that I did and the subsequent directing that I did of shows, it was working with kids that I absolutely loved. So the how, when and why is, is sort of <laughs> captured in that, I think. Um, cool. It was, it was finding uh, whatever, whatever yeah. that interaction of energy that, that, that was, 
in those early years of 75 and then obviously we started to do in third and fourth year work specifically in, in schools that was it I never I never looked back I never actually awesome. even intended to do anything further with acting and what have you noticed in terms of what year was the graduation year for you in at Ruston? 77 I went out and taught in 78 started teaching in 78 okay and between 78 and 2016 mm. what are the, ch the major changes that you've seen in drama education over that time oh golly um, the well, if you, if you go back to a comment I made about the school I had been at, which was very sports-focused, mm. a public um, or a private independent school, however you like to call them these days. And no drama in the curriculum. No drama in the curriculum, and all of it happening outside of that, um, to see the uh, validation of the arts in particular, and drama specifically within school curricula, is, is fantastic. And that's been an evolutionary thing mm. that um, has included all also changing perceptions of colleagues, um, changing perceptions of the community. So there's been obviously at all levels uh, um, the kind of discussion that, that perhaps centres around providing the best possible and all-rounded uh, education for young people and therefore maximising their range of experiences and, and allowing them to, to have a depth of experience that uh, gives them more from which to make choice, decision, um, to understand the world themselves in it, all of that. Mm. But that kind of almost motherhood, a high-end abstraction, you know, turns into the reality of schools investing in space, investing in people, um, investing in time. Resources. And, yeah. and time is often one of the, um, the big challenges that schools face in being able to accommodate all needs. Mm. Um, so I think the... The level of uh, engagement within the arts, as I said, the validation of that, and particularly now, of course, with the VCE um, and, and my involvement in that over, over a period of time, that it holds a, a very significant place mm -hmm. in our total education offer to young people. And I think that's, that's brilliant. Um, it doesn't mean the fight isn't still ongoing and by fight I don't mean anything nasty but it is draining on people mm. who want to just work with young people and do fabulous things but they have to keep reinventing that kind of and justifying yes yeah. reason for being when yeah. in fact we we shouldn't have to keep doing that but you know it's a it's a competitive world and it's worth being able to have the armory mm. to do that to be able to walk into the disbelievers and convince them that they should be believers and not just to do things like the school production yep. because it's a high profile public event you know, that's, that may be a means to an end but there's a lot more than just putting a public face on it yeah. as we know from working with kids over you know, 30 something years so let's talk about some of the highs and lows Phil it's interesting Ellie I, <laughs> I was giving this some thought because obviously this is one of the questions that um, is, is on our, our discussion today our conversation I don't have too many lows. That's great. I, I consider myself to be incredibly lucky in that regard. Um, I think one of the, the highs for me, I, I sta started, you mentioned the year, and I went out starting teaching in, in 1978, last century. Um, I went out to Doveton Technical School. 
Doveton Technical School, for those who, who may not know it, uh, at the time, further out than Dandenong, uh, fairly low socioeconomic area, um, a lot of single parent families, a lot of, a lot of young people with not a lot of self-respect, self-concept, um, or certainly a lot of respect for each other, and a drama, unfortunately a, a drama, um, problems that had occurred within the drama area meant that there was not a, a huge uh, respect for the subject mm. at, from anyone, including the teaching colleagues who were there. So re-establishing that was a huge high and just getting kids to like themselves in that space and respect that space. It took a lot of determination, a lot of energy, a lot of extra time um, and for a lot of my time there, and I was there for four years, a lot of my time there was, was hardly touching on anything particularly theatrical or dramatic other than you know, dealing with situations that may arise in, in interactions between young people. But it was more about just saying to the young people, you're worthwhile and you need to, you need to believe that you are worthwhile mm. and, and you have great purpose and great possibility um, no matter where you come from and, and how, how you feel about yourselves. So one of the um, focuses that I, that I was able to bring to my, my time there was building that love. And that didn't mean I was able to do Shakespeare. You know, I couldn't tackle Brecht. I couldn't... It was a real eye-opener when you're dealing with behaviour mm. that's at its most basic level and you throw everything that you've come out of your training to be a teacher in terms of wanting to inspire um, young people about the art form. Mm -hmm. It's like, that's so secondary. I need to actually build a space that's safe mm -hmm. and that people come into. One of the activities I did, this is a high, and this is why I've taken a long time to get to this, but one of the, the activities I did uh, involved um, setting onto the floor great pieces of uh, butcher's paper on which uh, a young person positioned themselves. So it could be lying on their backs, their sides, their stomachs, however, and getting comfortable. And a partner, a nominated partner, then tracing their body, just the shape of, of how they were lying, sitting, whatever. And I had... Uh, uh, lights in the grid, I had the, the room, the ambience was one of quite um, gentle focus, coloured light, and I put on Parkle Bell's Canon. Now you can imagine in an environment which is into the 1970s discotheque music, <laughs> hearing Parkle Bell's Canon was a bit of an eye-opener. I didn't know how they'd react, but I wanted something that was quiet and gentle, um, reflective, I wanted something that had would, would give them an additional, if you like, ambience within the lighting and so on. We got to the end of the Parkle Bell's canon and they asked if it could be put on again. Wow. And again, <laughs> and again, and that's all we played for the duration of that time where the activity took. Everybody was to be traced onto the floor, onto the, car, onto the, uh, the butcher's paper. So we had the entire class positioned in outline of various colours and that took an entire period to do and they wanted that music played over and over and over <laughs> and I was in tears 
That's beautiful. It was just <laughs> one of those moments where you go, I could never have picked it, but it was just a magic moment. And there were lots of magic moments like that at Doveton. Um, what about some memorable experiences from some of your other school? You were at Heather Hill? I will, I'm happy to come to Heather yes. Hill if I may. Just, I'm just having a <laughs> oh, look sorry. at my notes to see. Um, a, a subsequent low, yes. because you were asking about yes, highs and lows, yes. was having to leave Doveton well, it was my choice to leave, but I was offered a lecturing position at Ruston. Mm -hmm. And at that stage, uh, four years in, I'd also been sportsmaster, which was a lovely uh, contradiction in terms. He was the, <laughs> the drama teacher and sportsmaster, and sport was very big in the, the technical schools back uh, in the 70s. Um, loved that as well. But being offered the role meant that I had to make the decision to leave, and I wasn't ready to. So it was a very tough decision to make. I made the decision to go to Rusden to take up the lecturing position and I'm glad I did but that was a very tough moment and a, a considerable low mm. um, in my, my time because it was such a break from something that I had built in that school and we ended up doing a show at Doveton before I left so the idea we could actually have moved beyond just being able to do activities that were um, sort of self-concept enhancements they were more about we actually got to do a, a performance a public performance. was that extracurricular or part of uh, it was extracurricular yeah. curricular but it was also worked on during classes so it was was both music and drama cool so um, I think another high because we're talking about that was going to Ruston um, working with students in the introduction to teaching and learning, the ITL courses. You mean as courses, a lecturer? Or as a lecturer, yeah, 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 as yeah. a lecturer. And watching how their confidence developed working with young people and their excitement at the possibility of working with young people. So being able to be a guide in that or a mentor or a, uh, have, having the experience of, of teaching myself and, and working with them in that ITL program and building that, it was very, very sought after. There were um, other departments at Rusden where the students wanted to come and work in the drama ITL program because we were hands-on. We went actually out into schools and worked with young people, whereas the other departments either didn't choose to do that or couldn't budget for it, and so it was all theoretically based. They talked about what a young person smelled like and not actually went out there <laughs> and experienced it. And, you know, having the chance to work in, in very supportive and small groups with young people, we started with primaries, um, in the first part of their teaching prac and then in the second part they, we worked in secondaries and then when they went out on their own to work with another experienced teacher in that classroom they'd already worked with young people so much that they had a great confidence to do that. Mm. So I, I was really uh, very, very much pleased to be part of that program and, and that was an absolute high for me. Another high um, was certainly in my work with Rusden running the theatre and education, country tours. Big, big commitment. Now you were involved with Charles? And I that? was. Yeah. Well, I did that as, as a student. So, of course, yep. being a student, going through Rusden, and then coming back as a, as a lecturer. Right. So I'd done a country tour when I was a student yep. there, but I also ran them ah. when I went back to, to teach there. And big commitment. It's a, it was a double unit, which was huge. So um, I think there was face-to-face -face time of 16 hours a week. 
Wow. I think it was 16. I think eight hours was a commitment for a single unit and 16 for a... So it was a big chunk of time that you were working on that. And it was interesting that I took the model that we were working at Ruston and worked at at Heather Hill. And I'll tell you about that if I've got time. Um, so that was an absolute high. I did really enjoy going back into the secondary system. And so I, I lectured for three years and missed the energies of young people, um, missed the honesty of young people, and so decided to re-enter the state system. Went to a school, fortunately, where they had a very established um, arts program and, and drama program with a performing arts centre. Was this Heather Hill? Yeah. Heather Hill, yeah. secondary college in Springvale South. and. Um, I'd been working there with the ITL students. And had great student teachers through that school, right? Um, I have to say. <laughs> <laughs> totally. <laughs> um, and it was very interesting to move into a school where so much of the time previously had been managing young people and uh, where they were in relation to themselves and each other and not spending a lot of time on the art form and being able to walk in and start work on the art form. Mm -hmm. That was a breath of fresh air and a huge high. And I was there for 12 years, um, directed countless productions, including staff productions. Um, I think that being able to have such a supportive administration was incredibly helpful. Um, the administration supported me taking my Year 11s to the Adelaide Arts Festival for 10 days. I go, that's a huge commitment. The principal herself came over to assist as being one of the staff members um, you know, while we were over in Adelaide at the festival. So um, lots of great, great things happening at that school at, during the, the 12 years I was there. One of the lows? having to fight for a double period space at senior level. <laughs> and we're talking about how things change and it, it's an ongoing battle. We had plenty of space, so space wasn't an issue. We had two separate drama spaces in addition to the Performing Arts Centre, so we could run three classes mm. in, in separate areas at the same time, which was great. And we had four drama specialists at that school at one time, so we were, we were well resourced in that regard. But try to get a double period in, and everybody else would fight you on that because, you know, physics doesn't want a double period. So the offer was, oh, well, you could do it over lunchtime. No, you could do it after school. We already do that. I want a double period in the, in the timetable. And I fought for it and got it. Wow. Um, what t what um, time was your periods? 45 minutes, 50? They were 50 minutes. Right. Uh, I think they were an odd time. It was something like 53 minutes, right, or some bizarre right. time to satisfy the you know, yep. state requirements. Let's say it was 50 minutes to make it easy. And by the time they get into costume and they set up their props, and it, it was, leaves you 20 minutes. I used to minutes. run them right to yeah, the bell. Yeah. You know, it was, well, they wanted to work yeah. right to the bell. Yeah. And so there was always that, that contest between, okay, you've now got to get to your next class. On a couple of occasions, I did walk down with them or run down with them to their next teacher to say, I held them up, it's not their fault. Um, but that's, you know, that's the enthusiasm <laughs> of young people who enjoy working with you. But you won that, that battle, so I that's did, a high. I did, I absolutely did win that battle, I'm so glad I did. Another high, and then I'll move on to memorable experiences, yeah. although these are memorable. Yeah. Um, I was very fortunate to be able to 
at the end of my 12 years at Heather Hill be lucky enough to get an appointment to um, the Arts Centre um, and in picking up the management of uh, the regional access program that I did um, it meant that I moved from having an influence on a, at a school level which I loved to being able to engage with the art form at a very more significant level obviously curating programs of work um, producing and directing shows at the Art Centre in Melbourne and therefore in curating a year-round program affecting thousands of young people mm. being able to think about how I might offer a program that was filled with quality uh, art uh, whether it happened to be in dramatic form, whether it was music based, whether it was dance based, whether it was circus based, however the art form, um, how could I find the best possible work that we could afford here in Australia from the companies that, that were was available. in Australia yeah. that was being worked on as well as international um, and so that level of influence or engagement with young people moved from, I guess, a, a micro to a macro scenario. Mm. Um, in terms of some of the memorable experiences, I've mentioned um, the drama room and, and so on at, at, at Doveton and others. I think one of the things I really enjoyed during my time was working with special needs children. There's a gorgeous um, moment of, of embarrassment, uh, myself being embarrassed. I was out with the, one of my country tour groups from Ruston, and part of our workshop experience in, in order to perform, we also work, did workshops. And we did a workshop at a special school, and uh, the kids were sitting around in a big circle, and my students were sitting with them, and all the staff at this particular special school were sitting sort of outside of that circle. It was a hot summer's day, or hot hot day, and I was wearing footy shorts, as I tended to do when I was working at Ruston. <laughs> they thought I was part of the phys ed department often, and I walked into the staff room. Um, and a young person uh, I was standing too close to um, decided that she had a great interest in, in my crotch <laughs> and grabbed it. This is the second interview today. Yeah, well, Tony was telling, a, telling us a similar story. Okay, well, there's no collusion. Um, the, the look of horror on my face must have caused huge amusement to the teaching staff and my own students, <laughs> and also trying to then extricate myself from her grip um, in a way that didn't um, embarrass her. I managed it, but it was certainly one of those lovely experiences that you remember. Um, I had great joy in directing shows. And two of my favourite memory, uh, memories at Heather Hill, I directed Jean Anouille's Antigone. Mm -hmm. That was stunning. The young people I had working with that were just extraordinary. And uh, then um, I also did The Curse of the Werewolf as a staff show. I don't even know um, that one. It's a musical. Okay. And it's, it's quite um, gothic and dark in places, quite sort of black humour, but also very silly and a lot of fun and it was hugely successful. I mean, we built the, the reputation at Heather Hill of doing some fairly significant production work, um, which was really good for a state school. Mm -hmm. You know, you, you kind of think of the investment that, that other levels of, 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 school, school, of schools provide and you don't often think of it in a, in a state school environment that they have that willingness, if you like, to commit. 
uh, great resource. But we were lucky. Uh, we established a good reputation there. Moving to the Arts Centre, as I said, and doing the education and access programs there, I ended up producing a lot of shows, but also directing the history of rock. And the history of rock, which started in the Playhouse Theatre, which seats nearly 900, moved to the Hamer Hall, which seats 2,500, or just, just wow. short of, and we'd fill that. And I loved doing that. And that was a huge, huge high and a, a great memorable experience for, um, for, for me in doing that. Um, I mentioned that I was able to take the model of running country tours mm -hmm. from the Rusden model to Heather Hill and to the school's credit. Again, this is a, a level of support from a school's administration. Once the VCE students, my VCE students, had completed their exams, I was able to take them out for two weeks and do tours of country schools wow. with performances. And they were willing to come back? They, my students wanted to do it. It gave them no additional yep. reward other than doing it. Um, but the school released me and another member of staff That's to actually go off for two weeks and do this as part of a community uh, engagement, I think, mm. you know, in terms of uh, regional Victoria. Wow. And we did that a couple of times. It was, it was amazing, so hugely memorable. I was very lucky to be asked to be the ministerial representative on um, St Martin's Youth Arts. Mm -hmm. You know, that was a memorable um, occasion of, of recognition of, of my value and also my engagement with youth arts. Who was the artistic director at the time, do you remember? Thompson. Chris Thompson. Yep. And he's coming in this afternoon. Yeah, he's one of my students <laughs> from Rusden and a good friend. Wonderful. And a terrific member of the, the drama community. Um, so um, he, was in, he was the artistic director at that stage. Obviously, being able to move into the Arts Centre and run a, a program that was hugely funded, nearly $4 million, uh, the Regional Access Program for Year 9s, was extraordinary. Mm -hmm. And that was funded for three years and it's still going 19 years later. Wow. It's now, it's been rebranded as to Arts Connect 9. It still operates and I started that. So I kind of went, <laughs> that's a memorable experience yeah. and one that I'm very proud of. Um, I was the Victorian representative on WIPA for a time. Unfortunately, with my the, the, the busyness at the Arts Centre, I wasn't able to contribute in the way that I would have preferred, um, but it was nice to be part of that for a short time. Mm -hmm. And another memorable experience, which continues to this day, is presenting top-class concerts as part of the VCE Season of Excellence. One um, of the highlights of the VCE <coughs> students' years. Yeah. Inspiring uh, stuff. Absolutely. Yeah. To, to get the opportunity to see the best of the best and then have them re-perform, if you like, or, or re-build re, uh, their, their performance from what was an exam situation mm -hmm. with everything riding on it into this space where originally they performed for their own school community and three assessors in a room to the possibility of a thousand people. At the Playhouse. Whether it's at yeah. the Playhouse or the Recital Centre. Um, loved being Chief Assessor for Drama. Huge, memorable experience. And you've just given up that Guernsey. This yeah. year? It will this be my year. last. Yes. So 2016. I'll finish up with the concerts and next year. And how many year. years were you wearing that, that title? I have no memory <laughs> of that. It's 25 but years. But I don't think it will ever, ever 
be uh, equaled. Well, ever. it's been a long time, yes. uh, Ellie, and it's been a fantastic ride, yeah. and I've loved every minute of it. Awesome. So it's not an easy thing to give up when you still love it as much as I do. But you know, life has its way of offering other opportunities Absolutely. that you know, we want to take up. Um, Let's move on to mentors and collaborators because we're, we're on limited time, Absolutely. unfortunately. From, from my days at Dubton Technical School, there yes. was the, the, the lady I first worked with who was a first year art teacher as I was, Judy Coleman, fabulous person to work with. Didn't stay in teaching, right. but she was great for that, for that first year. We were such a, a team together in trying to rebuild what had been a such a damaged area of the school. Um, loved working with Rod Parnell. Mm -hmm. You know, through the VCAA, yes. and uh, Rod was perhaps the the first to to engage with me and to get me interested in working on all the panels that created the exams, um, and then um, to move into taking more responsibility as panel chair and so on and so forth. A gentleman I worked with at Heather Hill Secondary College helped with all the productions that I did. Andrew McCain, um, terrific metal craft teacher. Um, he left teaching to move into another field, but he was a fabulous person to work with. Rob Galbraith, loved running workshops with Rob through Drama Victoria, mm -hmm. and of course our engagement with the, the BCAA. Kirsten von Bibra. That's right. Now, where working. is she now? Uh, uh, she's always been freelance, and I haven't caught up with her for a time, right. but she was doing freelance directing. She did work for the VCA for a while, um, and I think that was uh, something that she did in the more recent years. Um, loved doing the MTC workshops with her. And Marita Ruder, uh, through the examination preparation for 25 years. She um, sends her love, by the way. She was here this morning. She is absolutely been my, my right-hand woman <laughs> in, in so many ways. Uh, I know we're about to run out of time. Yes, but we'll we 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 Yes, well, you've anticipated my question. <laughs> Go for it, please. Your, your favourite professional learning experience? Probably attending workshops and having somebody else run them. When Beautiful. I've been so used to doing them, certainly through Drama Victoria. Um, and certainly love creating the exams for... I the VCAA over many, many years has been a professional learning experience for me as well as delivering it. Beautiful. And what about um, secrets to your longevity and, and pearls of wisdom that you would pass on to the next generation of drama Have teachers? passion. Yep. And, and enjoy variety. You know, a variety of experiences keeps you fresh. Um, I've loved working with kids. So if you love working with kids, that's a key factor. Having a sense of humour is brilliant. Um, working hard, take risks. They're the things that I think have helped me. Phil, thank you so much for coming in. It's been a joy and a pleasure going on a retrospective journey thank through you, your Ellen. career. Absolutely. It's been a pleasure. Thank, thank you. Well, that's all from us at The Aside. There are 49 other Mama interviews you might like to listen to, so please do feel free to go and find those and have a listen. Thank you to all the people involved in conducting the Mama interviews. The list is extensive. Happy 50th birthday to Drama Victoria, and thank you to the 50 legends for giving us their time. If you would like to ask the aside a question or you have a suggestion for a future episode, please do not hesitate to contact us at asidepodcast at outlook.com. Thank you to Eltham College for letting us record here. Thank you to Drama Victoria for their ongoing support. And of course, thank you for listening.